during the pandemic, a lot of people chose to quit their jobs or go just part-time. They just want to work less and relax more. And is that trend in direct opposition to being financially successful and building wealth? Hello, I'm Emily Bellet, founder of Vespod and author of You're Not Broke, You're Pretty Rich, and you're listening to The Wallet. Every week, we give you the best tips, guidance, and a good dose of inspiration and motivation to manage your money better. Welcome to episode 100. What a journey! Last week, we hosted our very first Vespod festival called Money Matters. And on the day, we recorded dozens of questions from you. So today I'm answering a question from Anna, who is asking about the relationship between working more and financial independence. Let's dive in. Say hello to Rewarding Banking. With Chase Bank, you get 1% cash back on your everyday debit card spending for a year, a slick numberless debit card to help keep your details private, and round-the-clock access to the Chase customer support team if you ever need a hand. Download the Chase Banking app to open your free account. You must be over 18 and a UK resident to apply. Cashback exceptions apply. Remember that we are not certified financial advisors. Information shared in this podcast is for educational purposes only and does not constitute financial advice. Hi, my name is Anna. Uh, my question is to do with the um, trend in recent years towards the lying flat movement and the, how during the pandemic, a lot of people chose to quit their jobs or go just part time. And um, a lot of people are just kind of trending towards wanting to work less and not to work more or harder or um, to get as many hours as men or to um, get into that rat race mentality and they just want to work less and relax more. And is that trend in direct opposition to being financially successful and building wealth? The reality of a world is such that money can buy time and time can buy money. Indeed, when you spend time at work, you exchange it for money that you will use in the future to fulfill basic needs, treat yourself, save for later, or buy someone else time. Now, what is interesting is that with money, you can buy other people's time, but not more time for you. Since time is a scarce resource, more and more people are debating whether or not it is best spent at work or elsewhere. It is a very difficult question to answer on an individual basis, because so many things need to be considered. Your age, your personal circumstances, your goals in life, your preferences, the impact of such decisions on your future. Before we dig deeper, it is clear that most successful people work a lot. You may find the odd one that got lucky, but this is the exception rather than the rule. In addition, the more capital you accumulate, the easier it will be to face future challenges. Since time is scarce, you have to understand your priorities and challenges. Make sure the way you spend your time, whether in exchange for a salary, an income, or for leisure, is in line with both of them. So one 
does more work equal more money? We've heard time and times again that in order to succeed, you need to work hard. This is true only if hard work pays off. Putting in long hours with little prospects may mean you need to reconsider your position. Maybe you will burn out. Maybe you will get bored. You could either work less, which may provide you with more spare time, or change job. The former is interesting, since you can leverage your existing position to acquire new skills. It would make perfect sense to revert to normal hours and use that spare time to do things you prefer doing. The latter will allow you to reset your work life, which could potentially have a large impact on your future financial well-being. This is a very important concept to understand, the temporal value of money. The more you invest today, the more it could be worth in the future. The point I'm trying to get across here is that if more work does not equal more money, you might either be in the wrong job or you may need to dial back to invest your time in something that will have a bigger impact on your future wealth. And for me, the obvious one is education. Two, it's not always about how hard you work, but what you get out of it. Anna, you mentioned the lying flat movement in your question. The lying flat movement is also called Tanping. It is a lifestyle and social protest movement in China that began in April 2021. People started to reject societal pressures to overwork, such as the 996 working hour system, where 996 means working from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m., six days a week. This work schedule is very common in China, especially in the tech industry, and this is often regarded as a rat race. It is interesting that these movements erupt in China. Firstly, these are very long hours, and as the country's growth is leveling off, it is normal that some people want to dial back. Secondly, the right reason to dial back is not because you want it, but because you can. And thirdly, while it makes the headlines, this movement is far from being the norm. It represents an incredibly small part of Chinese society. What I'm trying to point out is that it's very easy to be seduced by an idea without understanding its long-term consequences. Turning to the US or Europe, while the employment market continues to recover from the pandemic, more jobs become available. At the same time, after becoming deprived of the basic liberty of movement, people came to realize that work isn't everything. That led to the Great Resignation and, more recently, the Quiet Quitting Movement, which basically means doing very little or the bare minimum at your office job. For me, this creates a lose-lose situation. Your employer has underperformers and you waste your time where it could be spent better somewhere else. You have to question what you're doing today and see if you're satisfied with your current life. If you're not, you need to make a change or you will suffer from it even more in the future. So, so far we've discussed that more work can mean more money, but what if you don't want more money? This is perfectly acceptable. But the question boils down to how much do you need to cover your basic needs? You should also ask yourself, what is the future impact of the decision that you will take today and be comfortable with it? You can try to find a balance between money and time, and you may even find both. Something you enjoy working on that also pays off. Three, how do you build wealth and achieve financial independence? According to Wikipedia, you're financially independent when you have enough money, income, wealth, to pay for your living expenses for the rest of your life without having to be employed or dependent on others. So how can you get there? First, look at where you stand today. 
Reflect on your current lifestyle and be super realistic. Are you at a time where you should work less? As a rule, the younger you are, the more prepared you should be to work hard. Two, what do you need money for? You need a long-term plan. How much money will you need? What is the life you want for yourself and your family? Write your goals and your objectives and review them regularly. Three, have a conversation with your partner if you have one and think about the future and how it may look like. It may allow one to dial back for a period of time as he or she relies on the other. And four, the earlier you do these things and plan for independence, the earlier it can happen. Money invested early will compound more over time. Now it's never too late to get started either. In this wealth building process, you will also have to make sacrifices to accelerate the process of wealth building. The earlier you want to achieve financial independence, the more efforts you have to put into it. And I invite you to listen again to this episode of The Wallet with Mary and Ken, the humble penny, about how to achieve financial freedom. They talk about the sacrifices they had to make, the hours spent on juggling having a career, children, and gaining additional degrees can be extremely tiring, as they say. But it's all just temporary, which helped them stay motivated. And this is now how investing will help you. Your income alone doesn't help you build wealth unless you save some of it and make these savings grow. This happens with saving via decent interest rates, which is not available at the moment, or invest in things that will grow in value over time and pay you an income, such as dividends or buy-to-let property, or that will appreciate and that you will sell at a later stage, like stock market investments, buying and selling a property. What you invest in will depend on your personal interest risk and the time you have to achieve your goals. Keep investing regularly to generate more returns. People will build independence over time. And now four, why would you want more time? How come some people become depressed once they retire? They finally have all the time they need, but they don't seem to enjoy it. What is even more surprising is some of them don't even lack money. Could it be explained by the fact they didn't take the time to think how they will spend this time efficiently. Instead, they end up waiting for time to pass with no goals. That is deadly. This begs the question, why do you want more time for yourself? If you can't clearly answer this question, maybe you're not ready to sacrifice work for time. Now, to wrap up, I just want to give you some things that will help you along the way. For me, it's more a journey and it takes some careful planning. You should let go of comparison with others and find what is right for you. Maybe it's also stop wanting more money just for the sake of it, but really align your money, your values, and your goals. And there's also this tendency to grow bored with the things that you acquire, and therefore learning is probably the best option for spare time. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Wallet. Please share this show with your friends and subscribe on your favorite platform. You can also leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It only takes a few seconds, but it helps more people find our show. Join us again next Thursday for another episode of The Wallet, where we're going to talk about spooky investing terms for Halloween. <laughs>